People have any idea how hard it is to talk about things that infuriate you for, say, an hour at a time without swearing? It is nearly gosh darned impossible. What? That's what it was? That was the rant today? Yeah. I had a different one planned and totally blanked. <laughs> now, that's the truth we come to expect is, here on the mashup. totally it. It's like, I, I, I had this totally... whole thing planned, and then yeah, I... And then, uh... and then all of a well, because there was quite a lot that happened in the last... I basically just got home. And so, yeah, all of a sudden, it was just... I, I've got two hours worth of stuff to do in 17 minutes. Hi. Hi, Darren. Welcome welcome to Mashup 75. I think how many how many people are, like, surprised to uh to see us here twos uh after everything going down on friday they probably thought well there's no way this show is getting on they're gonna be already in the gulags they're never gonna be back on here we're back boys and girls uh children of all ages i don't think they're allowed to say that on the mainstream and pretty soon we might not be able to because they're gonna try and censor everything we say they're gonna make sure that twos uh no longer gets to jam cupcakes in his mouth and all that great entertainment you've come to expect on the tuesday mashup this award-winning show sean Yes. Why the front door do we have a guest that we don't even have on the show yet? Because you have to talk about uh, today's uh, episode sponsor, Old World Flooring. That's what we have to do before we invite any said guest in, who's <sighs> quite uh, prolific. And, you know, she may never get to gracefully come on this show and, and entertain everyone because, you know, in the last Are time I Are you filibustering? Checked, I'm filibustering right now. I'm, I'm channeling my inner twos. I'm kind of excited. Tuesday doesn't filibuster all the time. He's all the time. That's what you do. You're trying to make me swear right now on the no swear episode. I am trying to make you swear on the no swear episode. You know what happens, folks? We've decided no swearing this episode, and Sean's going to do his best to try and pull it out of twos. I feel like I'm going to win, but maybe not. Okay. So we have got old world flooring, Calgary area. Wonderful Hungarian guy on episode four six five of the of the SP. He certainly podcast. is. Yes. George. Yeah, very well spoken. It's it's funny how he's one of those guys that English is a second language and he'll apologize profusely for not having impeccable English while he's got a more staunch vocabulary than most people you know. Um, it's a fascinating listen. He talks a lot of he knows so much about history. And he speaks very well to the dangers of communism. And he also has a company in the Calgary area. I think he's specifically in Cochrane, right? Well, it's your go-to crew tile, Calgary and surrounding regions. So to me, I go, he's saying, you're around that area? Let's do it up. Let's get, uh, let's get the guy who knows how to do things there. And he's been doing it for quite some time. I can't remember how long he said, but very well seasoned at this. He's got his own company. From what I understand, he does amazing work. And he says he doesn't cut corners. But what if he's got to do like rounded edges and stuff? Right? I don't know. I guess, right? I, I, George, what, what do you have to say for yourself? Hey, eh? you, You're just, that's it. Just everybody gets right angles. And 
And if you want anything else, you could go to a different competitor. I, I, I feel like he'd probably, he, he would cut the corners, but he wouldn't cut corners doing it. Anyway, George I would, is I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> you Thanks. know what's funny? George specifically asked, get twos to do it. And I'm like, sure. Yeah, we can have twos do it. We can, we can gladly yeah, have Tuesday. Yeah, we're and now I'm wondering, Tuesday. is Tuesday filibustering? So I'll swear, and like, what kind of ad read is this? Is, is, well, <sighs> I found out an hour ago that I was doing the ad read, so there's that. Welcome, Chris Sims. Old world <laughs> flooring. Go to owf.ltd. www.owf.ltd. And when we're talking uh european workmanship when it comes to tiles do you know what he's talking have you seen it like have you walked into a house and like seen how they do tiling do you yes. know what i'm talking about with yes backlashes and whatnot yeah, yeah i do uh my my husband's uh late grandfather was from old world italy right at the right where it changes over there to the former yugoslavia great backstory there he had to flee during the second world war speaks like you know eight languages he did his whole house and tile like even his shop <laughs> like his work his workshop the way most of us would have like maybe some wood it was all tiled including the legs it was amazing well i just think when you want uh when you walk like i walked into george's house went and interviewed him in his house right and i walked in and in the first like 10 minutes i was just like like what it, it doesn't feel like a, a a normal house you walk into i mean in a good way like if you're looking to stand out yeah i guess that's what he does it's like mm -hmm. Like, why have I never seen this before? Oh, because it's something that Canadians don't normally do, right? That's what he offers. Anyway. That's awesome. I'm definitely going to check him out because uh, there you go. We should have had Chris Sims read the ad twos. Unbelievable. I used I to read ads. <laughs> we're doing. Uh, we, you know, actually, I mean, actually, she's got a true. whole background in this. Man. We should probably actually. I I had this thought today, Sean. When we're having guests on the show, maybe we should introduce them. I mean, that whole thing with Chuck, we just got right into it. And I presume that people who didn't know who he was figured out probably halfway through that uh, that he had served. But, you know, we just we said, hey, welcome, Chuck. And then we just started. It's funny, though, but I, I sit here and I feel like so many people come to the Tuesday mashup and it's just in a long list of things on the Sean Newman podcast. And Chris Sims is it's no on another podcast, too, though. Sean. I realize I realize I'm just saying Chris Sims is no stranger to that. I mean, if you don't know who Chris Sims at this point, you are living under a rock. Aww, you're thanks. you're you're following the Tuesday mashup cult, which is us two yahoos. And you're being inundated with great human beings like Chuck and now Chris Sims. Mm hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Can we, can we talk before we get to, can we talk just briefly before we get into the headlines and yes. allow Chris Sims to do what she does so well? Can we talk about uh, October, end of October, Tuesday Mashup Live, going to Lumsden, Bradwell, Saskatchewan, roughly tentatively. It's waiting to be booked. Uh, and the Albert Hall near Irma, Alberta. Could we bring yes. that up just quickly? Yeah. Right, and you're getting Chris to do the ad read for that? No, that, I'm, that... I'm, I, she probably has no idea this is going on. Me and Twos are going on a live tour. To three different towns, three different towns. I just showed four fingers. Three different towns, and it's Lumsden, and we're at the Lumsden Hotel and Steak Pit. Nice. We're at Bradwall, Hank's Bradwell. Tavern. That is tentative. We're just waiting to confirm. And we got, uh, and I'm gonna. I should have got the name read on this. Cooper, Irma. No, Cooper Tropia. Tropia. I hope I said that right, Blake. Anyways, he's uh, a country music singer. A young guy, and he they were asking if he can come on before or after us to help with the show. And I'm like, you want to give us some live music? 
Yeah. All right. So we're in yes. we're in Freedom Land Bar at Hank's Tavern in Bradwall. We got Cooper going to lay down some tunes, and then us two yahoos. And then finally, we ended off on October 26th at Irma, Alberta. Uh, well, Albert Hall near Irma, Alberta. So it's got a little history there, and they're donating the bar and door sales to uh, one of their community initiatives. So I thought that was pretty cool as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is super awesome. Nothing beats being there live. That's awesome. I hope you get a huge crowd. I hope, yeah, I just, we, we hope we do, we, you know, we, the first place has got seating for 50. We're hoping we get like 72 in there and yes. we can call it a sellout and it's packed and people get drunk and have a good time and Tuesday yep. and doing Sober October. So I'm going to have to be the one holding the reins a little bit, but that's okay. Oh yeah, that's right. I guess I got a DD on this whole cross Canada. Isn't tour. that a terrible idea? It'll be videos of me driving and twos will be half in the bag and I'll be like this. Why did I yeah, sign up for this? Be throwing bottles at signs. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And uh, we got a whole bunch of people. We got, we got evening from Earl Wally. We got, uh, and, and I should go back to it. Earl sent me the way you pronounce his name. It is like the movie, like wall E wall E anyways. Sean, so do you have to say it like Wally? Wally, Wally. Anyways, wow, <laughs> wow. Sean's on fire tonight. You, you dang really? skippy there, there, uh-huh. Mister Rue. Hey, wow, Sean. Anyway, are are we still doing sober October, Earl? Yes, I'm doing sober October. And uh, Jamie said Chris and I are disappointed the live show isn't coming to Lethbridge. <laughs> well, I got to tell you what, we're going, we're going. The origin story of this is like, let's find out if it flies first, folks. I keep yeah. saying it'll either be the biggest tire fire you've ever seen, or we're gonna catch lightning in a bottle, and uh, then it'll come everywhere. But either way, it'll be entertaining. No, you gotta come here. Like this is how I. So I didn't even know Lethbridge. Like I knew Lethbridge existed, but I'd never been to Lethbridge except for like one time on a plane for a second. We actually wound up Franco Terrazano and I. Great story. Are driving the debt clock through the blizzard mountains of the Rockies. Uh, <laughs> the crow's nest pass. Through the thank you through the crow's nest pass, and it was getting sketchy because for some dumb reason we were doing it in like the beginning of March in like a blizzard at night. To be fair, that <laughs> clock does not stop ticking. It does not, and uh, it's a pretty good truck. It's a it's a U-Haul truck for people who have never seen the deck clock. It is a U-Haul truck with a display screen on either side of it. All this is to say. Uh, we drove it into Lethbridge and his mom lives here. And so he was taking a couple days to like recoup and stuff after going through the near death experience. And my daughter and I got to drive around. It was wonderful. I fell in love with Lethbridge and then we moved here. It's just so awesome. So you have to come to Lethbridge, you guys, and we can uh, whoop it up at one of the bars here. That would be excellent. I got a few friends in Lethbridge that I, to my shame, do not keep in touch with or see nearly often enough. So. Well, I would love yeah. I would love to come to a bar in Lethbridge off air and get Chris we're going to we're going to have Chris Simmons on for the first four headlines. Mm-hmm. I would love to get her head her her thoughts on some of the late reads, you know. Uh, you yeah, know. just the kind of stuff that there's no way any sane person would ever say on air. So Sean and I are going to do it. That's right. And and, and this is why folks they're trying to shut us down. That's why. Okay. Shall we get yeah. to it? All right. Laurentian cast aghast at podcasts that surpassed radio broadcast. Okay, here we go. Twice. This is, this is what's got everybody in a tizzy from Friday till now. It's why I reached out to the lovely Chris Sims to be like, hey, come lay some of that uh, brilliance on us. Okay, the Trudeau government recently passed Online Streaming Act is moving into its next phase of regulation by requiring podcasters to register with the Canadian Radio, Television, and Telecommunications Commissions. Ooh. The government. CRTC. 
Yeah, thank you. The government claims the regulation will ensure online streaming services make meaningful contributions to Canadian and Indigenous content. Online streaming services operating in Canada that offer audio or video content that generate $10 million or more in annual revenues must complete a registration form by November 28th of this year. Second, the CRTC is setting conditions for online streaming services to operate in Canada. These conditions take effect today and require certain online streaming services to provide the CRTC with information related to their content and subscribership. The CRT, this quote, uh, the CRT now, now wants to regulate podcasts at the Toronto Sun's Brian L uh, Lilly. He said, here's a, my simple message to them. They can go to hell. Uh, Margaret Atwood, back uh, this a few months ago, said that it's called creeping totalitarianism is what they're going it's to. It's not called that, actually. And while it's called totalitarianism, yeah, I can't spit it out of today. Anyways, I got I got the headline right, folks. While debating censorship bill, bill C11, Canadian Senator David Richards said if it passes, Joseph Stalin would look back over his shoulder when we write. So um, what what are your thoughts here, folks, uh, on all of that? Twos, Chris, have at her. Did you want to go first, twos? I think Chris should go ahead. Honor and I, to the guest probably... of honor. She's probably going to say everything I want to say about this far more succinctly and better put together. So have at her. I'm really glad that this is the clean show so I don't feel peer pressured to cuss because I've never done that before. Well, actually, wouldn't it be interesting so. if on the clean show, Chris Sims dropped an app? You'd be like, did that just really happen? I wouldn't even Not in the programming. Years of radio. <laughs> Not going to happen. Oh. So. This is, this is the issue. So this is what everybody was warning about, those of us on the free speech side of things, is that Bill C-11, what it is now doing is you know how CTV and global and the mainstream media, including radio, uh, they're really kind of curtailed in what sort of programming they can have go out the door. And as someone who's worked in the control room of CTV as it goes live to air, you're always aware through the broadcast standards and also the CRTC regulations, am I within the law? Am I staying in the straight and narrow? And it's really restrictive in many ways. So alternatively, the alternative media on the internet has been much more freewheeling. So you guys can talk about the taboo subjects that you can't bring up on mainstream media, as you're going to be joking about once I'm gone. You can also <laughs> talk about things um, that really go against government narrative. And so what the critical problem here, and I'm glad you read it out loud. So they dropped this on Friday afternoon, which is a Friday before a government long weekend. So that's when you want to bury the news. The CRTC is now going to require online platforms that host podcasts. Okay, to register with the CRTC and then abide by their regulations. But it, it'll just stop there. All they want to do is just have them register. We saw this with guns. Sure, exactly. That worked out so great both times, right? Exactly. And what's really concerning about this is that the government wants control or at least a heck of a lot of scrutiny over the content of these podcasts and these topics. Okay. So a lot of folks have kind of missed it a little bit. They're like, oh, well, I don't make $10 million. So I'm fine. You might be fine yourself. But if your podcast is hosted on, say, Spotify or Apple or X, whatever Elon's ca calling it right now, Facebook, any of these, <laughs> those folks mo make more than $10 million a year. They're hosting your podcast. They now have to deal with the CRTC. Mm -hmm. 
I, I'm not a betting it? woman, but I don't think, I don't think guys that these big tech giants care <laughs> about the CRTC. And I don't think they're interested in hiring a bunch of staff to deal with Canadian bureaucrats. And there's a risk they'll just cut Canadian offerings. Gone. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious on a couple things here. Okay. Yeah. First is like, what if they just say no? Ah, we're just not going to sign up for the CRTC. We're just not going to do it. What what can the Canadian government do to, say, Spotify? So this is kind of mass compliance, right? And this is where you're getting into, you know, legal stuff. And I'd be curious to see what they did. But I'll give you an example. Look at the fight that's happening right now between Facebook and the government. So right now, if you went to Facebook and you copied your link to a news organization and you hit paste... You get a little pop-up that says, ah, 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 you're in Canada. You can't do that. And that's because of Bill C-18. That is because the government tried to force the big tech bros to pay the media guys every time they pasted a link. Then Facebook said, no, we're not going to do it. We refuse. Mm -hmm. And so they refuse to post links so they don't have to pay the, the tax or the fee or whatever you want to call it. It's, so, it's exactly like the carbon tax where they jump in and they say, you know what, every time you do this, we're going to charge you extra money and that's going to be an incentive for you to not do it anymore. And then when they did it to Facebook or Meta or whatever, they said, okay, well, yeah, actually, now that you mention it, we're not going to do that anymore. And they said, hey, wait a second. Mm-hmm. They called their bluff. And this is an element that a lot of folks don't know, and it was uh, discovered a couple of weeks ago. The CBC is going to collect the lion's share of the money from C18. So if they start posting those links on Facebook, the CBC that already takes $1.2 billion from us per year is going to haul in most of the money and away from print or whatever other, you know, virtuous group they were trying to give it to. So this is critically important, what's happening with Bill C-11, because it can throttle free expression on the internet. Because if you are found to not be in compliance with the CRTC and you're a broadcaster, they can pull your license. Meaning, as a TV station, you're not on the air anymore. So sitting here as Joe Blow Tuesday mashup, where we go, we don't make ten million. I wish we did. We got it. We just gotta set the ceiling at nine point nine. That's, no, it. That's absolutely. But you look at Spotify and I go, so what we need is mass compliance for non-Spotify, uh, which I, I don't, I don't foresee that. But hey, yeah, I've been surprised before. But we're talking like Rumble, which has become the free speech thing, is going to be one of them that has to, you know, like YouTube. All I got to do, me and Tris, we talked early this morning. And the first thing, you know, when you started talking about different things, I'm like, oh, man, if they all go to YouTube, like there's a reason I don't post full episodes to YouTube because I say three words and I'm removed from there over and over and over again. If Spotify goes like this is way more pain than worth the of bringing these Canadian broad a line, they could just eliminate allowing Canadians to upload to Spotify per se. Yep, exactly. Everybody's starting to move to VPNs though. Like so I was, I was your, talking yeah. about this. I was talking about this with Drew Weatherhead on his show a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago. My two hundred twenty-two cents is now on the great britain charts the malaysian charts the dutch charts and one other one oh yeah canada uh so i tried one of those um not naming names and i still couldn't post to facebook even though i was not in the country and also i can i just be sad for a second the fact that we canadians 
are now openly talking about, oh, well, I'll get a special bit of yeah, software technology so that I can trick my government and get over the wall of censorship so I can listen to this news I want to. Are we there? We are well, there. We are when, there. That's when you, when what you, we're talking about. When it's you crazy. say that, it reminds me of, I'll just get a fake Vax Pass and that way I can go wherever I want and do whatever I want. But we have to get a fake thing to get through, like, you know, the security guard at the hockey rink. Like, you know, like right now I sit here and I, I'm listening to you and I go, okay, well, I can't say the explicit of that I want to, you know, mm -hmm. I, I really want to say a word right now, but I can't. But you shouldn't have to. Okay. Just to be really blunt here, this, we're in a serious situation where we have got uh, the Trudeau government, call a spade a spade. The Trudeau government is now clamping down on independent news organizations, on online news organizations that don't take government money. So they're trying to squeeze them down using censorship, like I just described, through C11. On the other hand, they've got mainstream media in a vice grip too, because a lot of them are on the payroll now. It's not just the CBC. The government is paying mainstream media and the mainstream media lobbyists who like taking government money as journalists, I can barely say that, it's awful, they want double. So this, the 500, what was around? It was around 595. There you go, $595 million that they've already taken for mainstream media, not CBC. They wanna double it. So on one hand, they're trying to crush independent news online, gone. And they've stuck all the mainstream media, or most of it, they're trying to stick mainstream media on payroll. And I don't care if you think you are the most magically objective journalist on earth. It is the perception of bias that kills your objectivity. You cannot be paid by the government if you are a journalist. That is like a ref taking side bets on the outcome of the game and saying, also, I'm going to call it straight. Can't do it. Just an inevitability. When you look at you look at all your coworkers, all these friends that you're around all the time, even Janice from accounting that you hate, and you say, Okay, well, you know what? If I report on this honestly, half these people are going to be out of work and they're gonna lose their homes, they're yep. whatever else. Uh during when when you were at that live panel for the SMP presents, uh the uh old guy that absolute beauty byron he christopher said, byron christopher thank you he said that the two worst things to happen to journalism were mortgages and car payments yeah yeah right and, and what he so obviously means by that is you need get paid which you do yep. you're not an altruistic robot if you're a journalist and uh, if yeah. you're just getting paid if if you're just getting the free stuff it's i've said this before on the show i think it's it's like bears when they start feeding out of dumpsters and stuff, when they just start hanging around and getting too close to everybody and getting too comfortable, mm -hmm. you can't reintroduce them back into the wild. They just need to be put down. Yeah. And it's really sad uh, because most of the journalists that I used to work with uh, would have been horrified at the idea of taking state money. The idea of being on a prime minister's payroll. I don't care which party it is. The idea that they would be on the pay of the government while they're trying to hold that government to account would have been laughable to them. But because of industry changes in that, uh, when I first graduated J school, there'd be about 20 people in a newsroom. Now there's two. 
there just isn't the bodies anymore. Uh, they know that their model is like hanging on by their fingernails and they're desperate for cash. And the Trudeau government is frankly taking advantage of that. And now they've got a massive amount of reporters on the payroll. To give you an idea what it is per person, it's around, depending on the media company, if they take the bailout money, they take the government money, if they're approved by the government first as a journalist. See, first you got to apply to the federal mm -hmm. government. Am I a good enough journalist? If it's yes, you then get the bestowment. It's about $14,000 per reporter right now. They want to double that. So do a little bit of math, a little bit of change. So just imagine if they go through with this doubling, $30,000 of your paycheck relies on that guy. How now, on earth are you holding that guy to account? You said it was $14,000 per journalist. Uh, mm -hmm. just, just so I'm totally clear on this. You mean specifically just the one journalist, not the support staff as well? The roles. It's per role in a newsroom. Okay. So it doesn't go to, say, you know, the janitor or the, the accountant. It's apparently not supposed to. It's supposed to go to those working. I forget it what the term does, but it doesn't. It was supposed to go to supporting journalists in newsrooms. And okay. they want to double it. What? Okay, Chris, every time I, we do this, and I'm sure you're going to be like, I know I almost know exactly what your answer is going to be, but I'm going to ask it anyways. You know, you just painted at me like the most dark picture, which we have been talking about and joking about the gulags here for some time. And yet here we sit and it looks like we're getting ever, ever closer to where you could possibly folks try to find the Tuesday mashup and it be nowhere to be found. And you'd be like, it's well, going to have to be live. Where no kidding, right? We're gonna the only way we're gonna get in front of people is if we actually go. Oh boy. Anyways, um, please tell me you've thought long and hard about this, and you have like you know what, folks, this is what we do. Yeah, I do, and it's going to sound trite, uh, but it works, and it works because of human nature. Members of Parliament are human beings; they care about their job, and when they see enough people angry enough that they start getting scared that their job is on the line oh boy you know 100 and what is it around one hundred and eighty thousand dollars. you know all this free travel all this free housing you know you cover off all my electricity bills that's going to go down the pension toilet. pension gone they get they suddenly their listening skills suddenly improve they sit up and they start yelling at their party leader and so folks if you're listening to this if you care about being able to listen to the podcasts and broadcasts of your choice, including all of the stuff that you like listening to on things like Spotify, okay? If you don't want that gone, you need to call with your mouth and your face on the phone. You need to call your member of parliament. You need to tell their staff, buddy, this is a voting issue for me. If you don't smarten up, and you don't scrap everything involved with C11, I'm going to organize a door-knocking campaign with 10 of my best friends against you in your riding. We're going to have t-shirts. It's going to be epic. So Google my member of parliament. Go look up my member of parliament. This website that I'm holding up right now is a screenshot of what you will see. Enter in your postal code or your city. It will automatically autofill your member of parliament's phone number, their office phone number and their writing, their mailing address, and their email address. You have to follow through on this, folks, because it's the only thing that gets some of these folks' attention is when they think 
their gravy train is going to stop. And miraculously, they can change legislation because they're the ones that wrote it in the first place. So I implore everybody, I don't care if you're left or right. If we've got some lefties listening, that's great. Awesome. They're trying to squelch your voice too. So you have to speak up if you care about free expression. And this is everybody. Everyone. (laughs) You know, uh, I tried calling my MP today. And wouldn't you know it, it's a holiday Monday. So uh, there was nobody answering the phone today. But I left a nice voicemail. So maybe Shannon Stubbs and her team, if you're listening, you will give me a call back. Because I would certainly like to voice my opinion on this. Because Chris Sims is telling me that's what I need to do. And I look at this, uh, Tuz, I don't know, you probably have a few thoughts running through your head. But I go, man, we're just, this this just brings back so much about YouTube. Just starting to get our our feet underneath us. And all you got to do is now have a couple words and they don't like that. And all of a sudden you're removed and boom, I have my YouTube thing all over again where I get up to like thousands upon thousands of views. And overnight it's nuked and it's just gone. Everyone, where'd you go? It's like, well, YouTube... And I mean, this is an old, oldest story. Everybody knows the stories with YouTube. I'm, this isn't right or left. There's guys on both sides and ladies on both sides that got YouTube removed for saying words, saying words. Can I give you guys an example, just mm-hmm. to try to reach out to the folks who are listening? They might be like, "Well, you know, who cares?" Like, I, I like Justin's judgment. I think Justin's judgment should apply to all of my media diet. There might be some people out there. Who knows? Do a thought. <laughs> if they're listening to this, they got thick freaking skin i'm impressed it's and they're a bunch training. of rooster slurpers too <laughs> <laughs> so, i don't know what that means so um <laughs> if you go back to the early to mid 2000s okay it i was working on parliament hill at the time i remember it distinctly uh they were united states was gearing up for the invasion of iraq okay and it was a really divisive issue people in canada you know wanted to or not wanted to participate People got together online. This is before podcasts. It was mostly on open message boards and blogs that had a lot of comments underneath it that became message boards. And all these people were getting together, thousands of them, saying, let's meet up on this date at this time. And that is why if you go back and look at pictures of it from January of, I think, 2003 on Parliament Hill, there was a massive protest. It was all organized online, all saying, don't participate in this. A couple days later, then Prime Minister Jean Chrétien stood up in the House and said, you know what, we're sitting this one out. No thanks. Imagine if the government didn't want that message to get out. Imagine if the government had control over those message boards and those blog spaces and said, you know what, I don't think this serves the the Canada's interest. So we're going to downgrade it or make it so you can't see it at all. This, This should not be about left or right. This should be about free expression, because if you can't express yourself freely, you cannot hold your government to account. So speak now, folks. Any thoughts, twos, before I hit the buzzer on this? I just I I find this fascinating. It's going to be far too interesting and time consuming to really crack the nut. But just the observation, whereas I'm I'm far more cynical than Chris. And so I'm just thinking. Like Blake Richards is my MP. He's the house whip for the conservative party. His job during the last election was to make sure that all 338 conservative candidates were on board with the carbon tax. Okay. Despite the fact that it does not work well for any of us, but especially not Western Canada. And so we say, yeah, on the one hand, 
yeah, they work for us and we need to convince them, but they, they don't really, we pay them, but they don't really work for us and they don't really answer to us. And so I'm just thinking like, well, I, I wonder, you know, on the one hand, she's been looking at politics a lot longer than I have. Why is she not more jaded? I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe it's because she hasn't been Alberta in Alberta as long, but she grew up in hope. So it's just, I'm, I'm just going through all these things. And I'm like, okay, but this, but that, but this, but that. And there's, there's a lot to unpack here more than, more than we're going to get to. But well, I, I, I find it interesting that, that I have just this completely cynical view of, of them just looking at it. And like, I've written letters to my MP, uh, who is, Honestly, that guy can kiss my back half. And and I, get, I don't think he cares. If I'm you get critical sure mass, though, if you get critical mass, meaning if all of us go tell 10 friends, especially friends in writing. We're telling the Tuesday way. mashup, folks. You yeah. hear this, folks? Get out there and, and talk to your MPs. I wanted to point this out, too, before Chris Sims hops in. One of the things I told Tuesday and I told Chris before he came on is this isn't going to be like the typical mashup. This is way too important to is to just like scroll by it and be like, okay, and on to um, uh, Trudeau might have cocaine on a plane. It's like he might have, he might have. And okay. although the Alberta Taxpayers Federation probably isn't going to comment on that one, I'm like, if we don't get this one right, the rest don't get to get talked about because we are in we are so up crap creek with no paddle, it ain't even funny. I think Ezra Levant said it. Uh, he might have been paraphrasing somebody else, but he said, of all rights, leave me my freedom of speech because with it, I can win all the rest back. He was paraphrasing somebody. I've seen Pretty that good, quote from somebody, no offense to Ezra, but somebody more famous. Uh, I can't <laughs> remember who, though. No offense to him, but it was somebody better and even more famous no, no, and no. prolific. No, I just, I, you know, I remember so, Ezra saying like, it, because so, I used to work with him at Sun. So I don't know, Hemingway or something, right? But uh, here's the other thing. You guys you guys haven't really looked at the flip side of this. <laughs> let's okay. just say, well, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, that the liberals pass this because it's not... It's already passed. It's, not, it's happening. No, oh, sorry. But but they move forward with with affecting the discoverability of podcasts. Sorry, I, I should have been more clear on that. You're, you're correct. Okay. So what happens is this isn't them using the CRTC to... Uh, reinforce entrenched positions for legacy media this is them wiping out all the upstarts and it's a completely different tactic and it's going to have completely different fallout because it's not just oh yeah they're the ones we've always seen and we're going to continue to see them everyone's going to be like, what the hell happened to my show yeah. what happened to my show and i think it would be awesome for them to just do it pull the pin on this have it all blow up in their face and then just stand back and watch everything burn. Do you think if that happened overnight, this is, I honestly don't know. Do you think if that happened overnight that enough people who suddenly have their show go poof would know who to call and what to do? Because we wouldn't be here to tell them who to call and what to do. Cause now well, it's they, gone. They could call the legacy media and, you know, letters to the editor and stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's there's some holes in it. That's that's fair, right? Okay, so it's not it's not Let's perfect. Not it's not, I'm I'm just saying I'm just saying you know there's there's things that we could consider in in the alternative, right? It's it's still got some wrinkles to iron out. I just You've got can't... the marshmallows out. You're ready to watch it burn. 
I just can't figure it out from my 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 standpoint, right? It's not like it's not like I can't record shows, but basically what it's saying is is that no one's you, you can put it all out Spotify, there. Spotify, I'm, I'm no just trying to I'm just it. trying to think about this. You're saying like okay, worst case scenario. Let's okay. just paint the worst case scenario. Yeah. What if I can no longer upload to Spotify, Apple, Rumble, YouTube? They just say we do not want. Canadian content, essentially. So then you go, right. okay, well, we'll get a VPN and I'll try and work it around. If you're within the country, we know where you're sitting. You cannot still upload it. Okay. But but also, how so many then I people go... in Malaysia are going to watch the Sean Newman podcast, right? Well, probably about as many are watching them in Malaysia right now because they're all on VPNs mm -hmm. getting around whatever else. So then I go, okay, so now what's my next logical step? I put it all to my website and create a platform out of my website. And that no one's going to be able to find your website. Nobody's going to be able Google. to find the website. Google's going to be under this. So, like, you go, where do we go from here and how do you get around it? Elon Musk takes some random ass island that's totally worthless. He buys it, it gets its own country code, and then. Everyone in Canada sets their VPN to that place. That's actually not a bad idea. And so gonna... he's crazy enough to do it. And I th isn't he partly Canadian? I thought he was partly Canadian. He has roots from Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he corrected me. He's not just Canadian. He's yeah. from Saskatchewan. <laughs> so it's like leveled up. I heard yeah. the Mario sound. Oh, so Wally you know... wants to, Earl Wally wants to say, remember one of the founders of Rumble is Canadian as well. And, uh, well, once again, I don't think they're going to go down without a fight. But in the meantime, the shrapnel is. Look at what happened with. Right. Just to speak to the listener, look at what happened with Meta and and the government and and pushing and and all of a sudden you can't like this. This has happened to all sides of the spectrum on Facebook specifically. Now I'm not a giant Facebook guy. Um, and saying that we got people commenting in from Facebook and watching this bloody thing. So it's like, I shouldn't say that because people are tuning into the show on there, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it would be like you can't find it. It's just like. It's there's nothing uploading there, and so you're and looking for it, and you go, well, where can I find this? And it's like, well, where you can find it in Malaysia, right? But I mean, like Canada's got a long and storied history of people communicating with each other. Alexander Graham Bell is Canadian, kind of the OG telephone guy, <laughs> and he'd be rolling over in his grave right now if he saw this. Which, if it happened to be a rotary phone, he'd probably be dialing somebody. <laughs> I have one upstairs. Um, a grave? No, God, <laughs> gross. No, a, a rotary phone. Um, what happens then? Say, go through that thought process, right? That you've retreated off of all the, social, the media platforms and it's just your website and your show uploaded to it. What's then, if we allow this to happen, what's then to stop the government from saying, okay, servers are now subject to this. Well, isn't it funny that the government seems to really enjoy playing nice with telecommunications giants getting around antitrust laws? Have you See, guys thought about that? It's has a anybody mess. has anybody thought about that? It's a huge. Do you ever mess. wonder why? Why? Why is the government handing Bell Rogers a monopoly now? Shaw, whatever the hell it is, it's Shaw Bell Rogers. And why are they handing out corporate welfare while they're give while they're laying people off and giving their bigwigs uh, bonuses and pay raises? Why are they handing out taxpayers' money? 
through corporate welfare to those organizations. This this could get worse. I'm not sorry for being such a downer. No, no, no. But, I, I I think it's I think it's good to talk openly and real about. It. This is going to affect all of us. It like will. Us three sitting here twos. Uh, I don't need. I don't know why I'm picking out toes or Chris. It doesn't matter to the listener. I just go like this is going to like this is what I, I've I've built a livelihood off of being able to bring different people, and I've tried very much so to focus on Canadians uh, to try and showcase to bring on and kind of inform us all and everything else. And now we've got this lovely show, the Tuesday Mashup. It's mm -hmm. got this weird, great following that I love you all to the fact we're going and doing three live shows twos, and it's mm -hmm. like in time whether it is six months whether it is two months whether it's six years it could just slowly all evaporate because we could not be able to find it anywhere that's this where this is leading critically important to Except everybody here to, so here another one uh they've got the the liberal government the federal government is planning on bringing back its so-called online harms bill what mm. if they decide that spreading misinformation is an online harm so at the Taxpayers Federation, we call the carbon tax a carbon tax. We don't call it a fee. Uh, we don't go along with uh, the, the misnomer from the government that you get more back than you pay in. No, it's the opposite. Usually you pay out way more than you get back. And that really makes them mad when we point that out. When we tell them you, this is the carbon tax and most people are paying through the nose, even with the rebates, they have called that misinformation. What happens when they outlaw misinformation on the internet? Bye. Go, yeah, twos. Sorry, Sean, I'm taking over your hosting. Love it. <laughs> That's okay. I, I, I have a question about all of this. Okay, yeah. so GST, goods and services tax, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. GST gets charged on top of the carbon tax, correct? Correct. Which, I mean, it is illegal. But uh, they're doing it anyway because they don't give a shit. The what government. Do you government oh, that, that you just dropped it. Swear oh. on the no swear episode. Yes, yes. We knew we'd get them, folks. We knew we'd get. I'm so them. glad it was about the carbon tax on tax. It's good. This is great. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Forty-one minutes in. Anyways, this is right, okay. Mad. That's impressive. Okay, so if GST is being car charged on the carbon tax, yeah, is the carbon tax a good or is it a service? <laughs> It's a service to, I don't know, filling government coffers is what they would say. Isn't that nuts? They actually charge GST after all the other taxes. So on average, it's I think it's around three cents per liter by the time you're done filling up like a decent sized pickup truck. Mm -hmm. I know you're just getting heat now for dropping oh, that language. I was doing you, so well. You know, sure. It, this is this has been just a great ride. Can we just can I just hit the buzzer and that's it, folks? It's a bleak Monday. All right. I mean, we still have Tuesday. like the whole rest of the mashup to go through, so maybe we should I know. hit the buzzer I, anyway. I, you, you know, like I I know Tuesday's is like we got to move on. We got to move on. I just I, I don't know how to like get past the point if we don't get on this. Mm -hmm. And we probably should have been saying this for a very long time. But I, I think back to it in March, we literally yep. had this discussion on stage. We I don't, just don't think people fully the, understood. I don't know if the I fully understood. The second time I was on your show was talking about this bill's predecessor. Yeah. You, yeah. When you were when you were saying, okay, well, there's there's this weird thing that the liberals want to get through. Do you know anything about it? And can you come on the show and talk about it? And then that 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 our our Batman Begins moment was talking about this bill. 
uh, it just, man, you know how depressed I'm going to be if, if like, I don't, I, if, I can't. If your livelihood gets taken away. Because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That, I, I think I good. could probably guess. Well, I'm not only in my livelihood, but just if, if all of a sudden you could have these conversations and nobody hear them, just like nobody get to have any, like, you, you know. Yeah. You know, you'd have to start calling yourself the CBC. <laughs> hey, the, no, that's straight up, Toos. Their ratings are in the toilet. Their six o'clock supper hour newscast, I think it's less than 1% of Canadians watched the six o'clock supper hour newscast on the CBC. And I just checked the numerous numbers for 2022. So just last year, the primetime shows, people list their 30 top shows for numerous. They're numerics, not even in any ratings. of them. They're number 15. And get this, it's oh. Britain's Best Bakers. It's a BBC show. It's not even a CBC show. They don't even crack the top 15. And we pay for it. Okay. So uh, I will move us on. After you stuck 40, a fork in that, did you? Uh, after 40 minutes on it. I'm just, to me... I don't think we can underscore enough, highlight enough, the importance of what is going on right now. And I've had many a person leading up to this try and be like, Sean, you need to be watching this. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. And then this comes out and you're like, crap. Like, I thought we just had more time, folks. I just, I just thought we had more time. And here we sit and I go, I don't think we got more time. I think if anything... It's just, how do you get people to understand? How do you get a podcaster to understand until they literally are like, we're going to have all the podcasters register on this, and we're going to have all these platforms that I'm on register on this. I just, I needed to not see it to believe it, but pretty close. If anybody knows anything about gun control, they should recognize the pattern. Of of a registry and it not working. I'll, I'll put it this way, very quickly. I know the buzzer already went, so I'm into overtime here, but... <sighs> Imagine that by November 20th, all of this goes sideways and alternative media sources get shut down. Again, if you're listening to the left-wing folks over on Canada land, or if you're listening to the right-wing folks over on Western Standard, doesn't matter. Imagine having no alternative media, no independent media sources going into the next federal election. There. Do you want that? Do you want there to be no independent news media voices or analysis or coverage going into the next federal election in Canada? Is there a way, is there a way just to um, just take a step back? Is there a way that like, let's say the Western Standard could actually benefit from this? Because the Western Standard like releases, just hear me out on this for a second. Yeah. They, they, they do release things on say Spotify and stuff, but majority of their stuff is going to Western Standard, right? And is there a way that if this happens, they could suck up a few of us uh, independents, if you would, and put everything under Western Standard, for instance, or True North or whatever, and run it off a website, and now all of a sudden they actually bolster their position of where to go? Why Why are we thinking about it this way? Why doesn't the Tuesday mashup absorb the Western Standard? <laughs> we could do that too, you know? I just... I just I just mean, like, you know, uh, if it comes to, like, black and white, it just disappears. Sean and Twos are going to be having a different conversation about, you're right, maybe we, maybe we just create a, a platform and spend a boatload of money and suck up. Because you think about all the people who make, like, think of the, some of the great hosts right now mm -hmm. in the independent sphere. I think of, like, Trish Wood out east. Mm -hmm. It's like, how many people love that show? Tons. Mm -hmm. And she disappears overnight? Like, somebody's got to be sucking that up and bringing it on to something where we can find it. Cause if you can't find it, that is a bleak world. I don't want to live in that world. 
keep in mind, so I was at Sun News Network, and a lot of the folks you just described were all in that class. So a lot of us were there. So Ezra was there. Candace Malcolm was there. Uh, Derek Fildebrandt used to, to hits with us all the time. Now he runs Western Standard. Um, CRTC, they shut us down too because we couldn't get mandatory carriage. So we couldn't compete with the other guys who all had mandatory carriage. So while I understand what you're saying and I love the survivability, right, of let's just make it happen anyway, um, I would strongly recommend that we don't see that time happen. Let's let's force these members of parliament through direct action, letters, phone calls, demands of repeal this now so we don't need to all huddle together on one island. We shouldn't have to. We shouldn't have to. Canadians should not have to do this. And I want to make it real clear here. We're not talking about criminal code stuff. OK, so if you are saying horrendous things like promoting terrorism or something or abusing children, God forbid, that is already illegal. That is illegal on podcasts. It's illegal on all these alternative newscasts. You will probably go to jail for doing such a thing. No, that is not what C-11 was. It was only Canadian heritage. It was not the Justice Department. So don't let anybody tell you this was about online safety. It was not. It was about Canadian culture through Canadian heritage. It's about expression. Yeah. We can make them back off. We can. We just all need to speak up enough is what it has to happen. Like we've seen when push comes to shove, politicians do respond. Well, and I go back to Andrew mind. Lawton when he came on. He said, you got to, you know, create the conditions where bad politicians do the right thing. And so yeah. I, un I understand because we all have, you know, um, you know, I'll, I'll even give it a different example. Sean Buckley came on and he was talking about uh, natural health products and when he battled it back in the 90s. And what he said was what they didn't realize is they tried changing all these rules. But what you realize is a huge majority, and I can't remember if you said it was 70 or 80 percent of Canadians use natural health products. So there was a huge outcry. So they went, oops, uh, yeah, we won't do that. And they backed off. So here you go, for us, it's the Tuesday mashup. For somebody else in the Edmonton riding, it's going to be Ryan Jesperson. Sure. For, for somebody else, it's going to be another show. And for somebody else, it's going to be another show. And on and on this goes. I look at myself. I certainly, twos, we, we look at even, you know, this was released on your podcast as well, and I didn't acknowledge that at the start. <laughs> and he was, you know, but you go out, you go Shadow Davis in Manitoba, you go further out, you see Trish Wood in Ontario, you got Kid Carson in BC, you got Drew Weatherhead, you got all these great people. And I go, overnight, they just kind of slowly vanish into midair. And you go... Like, like the pictures of people with Stalin, for example. Well... <laughs> Can we talk about something nice for a second? Okay. All right. Let's move on to the next one. We're, we're doing it all out of order. Oh, man. I just, yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate us hanging out for 50 minutes trying to get to the bottom of this. Billion-dollar project put together in one week, attributed directly to liberal tax break, and no one questions a thing. Uh, this is the real estate. A Toronto-based real estate company says it's planning to build 5,000 new rental units in urban centers across the country as a result of the federal government's decision to eliminate GST changes on rental developments. The CEO of Dream Unlimited Corp., Michael Cooper, says high interest rates and construction costs had put many projects on pause. Quoted, a lot of projects that we had hoped to be able to start, haven't, we haven't penciled out. Haven't penciled out. Haven't been able to start penciling out. 
But the federal government's announcement that it would eliminate GST changes uh, uh, change charges off rental developments. Man, I'm so fed up with this CRT thing. I can't even read it off. And the expectations that promises would follow suit has changed the calculation for Dream. Finance Minister Christia Freeland introduced legislation last week that would provide 100% GST rebate for new rental developments. The measure has been able to uh, has been called for by housing experts, advocates, and development developers who say more incentives are needed to spur uh, purpose-built rentals. Cooper says that a full rebate is a game changer because while retailers can pass on the cost of sales uh, sales tax to customers, rental developers have to pay them tax themselves. And then it was also slid in there. The announcement from the real estate company comes with a caveat. Promises would have to waive their sales tax too, and average interest rates would have to stay the same. So Chris, what do you think about trickle-down economics? So Number one, uh, Trudeau, I think, promised this in his 2015 election. So yep. I think it's around eight years ago. Uh, two, it's good to suspend it for rental. But there was an interesting little sentence in there where you said for purpose-built uh, homes for purchase, the fee is passed on to the consumer. That means higher listing prices. That means more expensive houses. Isn't that what we're trying to get around here? Also... Aren't all homes purpose built? <laughs> You'd think. There are some people who, uh, what is it? They build them on spec or something. There's some sort of real estate developer mojo that they use for that. The but thing I mean, is, is that the purpose is kind of, you know, to live in it, usually. And, what yeah. a lot of folks don't realize, unless you're in construction, is that for the most part, in most places other than here in the wonderful Shangri-La of Alberta, is that you typically pay two sales taxes on almost everything in a house. From the concrete to the rebar to when you're putting in your joists to your flooring, like all the way up to your windows and your fancy little cupboards and your shingles. Every single step of that way usually has two sales taxes attached to it. Uh, the last data I have is pretty old, but in BC, it was estimated that it added like $22,000 onto the cost of a house was just the sales taxes. And that was back years ago in British Columbia. So for them to do this is smart. It's about eight years too late. Uh, but we would like to see more of this happening. I'm all for any tax cut. I don't care whether it's for rich people, poor people, middle of the road people. If it's a tax cut, the answer is yes. Yes. I do think it's hilarious, though, that in like this was literally announced last week and you've already got a company who just so happens to have freed up a billion dollars, allocated it for these new projects, and decided to go to the media and talk about how it was this specific tax break that made it happen. That's a real fast wheel turning to come around in a week. And, and nobody just, everybody just thinks that's totally normal. So I'm not saying it happened in this situation. But theoretically speaking, um, especially at the federal level, there is something often called uh, stakeholder groups. And what that means in normal people talk is that a minister and the department staff have a group of people that they consult with outside of their little bubble who are affected by said issue. So if you are a transport minister... You're going to have people who are transit riders, students who take the bus, people who build buses, light rail enthusiasts, train spotter types. They're all going to be in your stakeholder list of contacts. And usually speaking, you run legislation through them first. 
They go through several drafts and to say, hey, this would affect me this way. You can't do it this way. Or this would be a lot better if you did it this other way. And they modify their legislation. So maybe this is one of those situations. Don't know. But it's one of those weird mechanisms of government that you only really realize exists until you work in it. There's an entire pool, typically, of stakeholder people. But they would have had the wheels turning on it before if they if they had an idea that it was coming. The the wheels would have been turning on this already for them to say, oh, yeah, yeah, they announced last week and we freed up a billion dollars and had and had already picked which projects were going to green light based on it in a week. I'm not giving any more minutes to green lighting projects. I I'm moving on. <laughs> EVs run on Fine. coal. Panasonic is building a four billion EV battery factory in DeSoto, Kansas. The upcoming lithium-ion battery manufacturing facility is expected to start mass production of EV batteries by the end of March 2025. Despite the massive four billion dollar price tag for the 2.7 million square foot Panasonic facility, the Japanese company is poised to get as much as 6.8 billion from provisions in last year's Federal Inflation Reduction Act, according to a July report from the Kansas City Star. The Japanese company is expected to receive state and local incentives, pushing the total financial incentives to as much as $8 billion. This massive For a $4 EV- billion dollar plant? That's, e- that's pretty good ROI. <laughs> hey, the, you can't just subsidize the entire cost. You need to double the amount. This oh, is like government. the carbon tax. Is, is, is this, this is the carbon tax. Yeah. Who wants they're to start getting back? They're getting back more than they're putting in. <gasps> Why okay. wouldn't they buy? Why wouldn't they? Like, it doesn't matter what it is. You could you could have people building something completely useless, like politicians. Uh, <laughs> and like, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if you can sell it. If you're going to spend $4 billion building a plant and you get $8 billion back just for building the plant, it doesn't matter if it ever turns a wheel. This is why corporate welfare is always bad. Always. So companies uh, should raise their own money and earn their own money and earn their own profits. They shouldn't take it from taxpayers. What I find interesting about this one is that a lot of folks don't realize that electric grids are often dependent on things like coal. And so I used to like to point it out to my friends in Vancouver when they're plugging in their electric car overnight. Do you know that's being charged off of Alberta coal because they purchase Alberta coal overnight because it's cheaper? Um, This is where you bring up the carbon tax twos. This is where we kind of run into a corner with the carbon tax. So the purpose, according to the federal government, of the carbon tax is to punish the use of oil and gas products and to encourage people to switch Switch to what? Where is the affordable, alternative, abundant, reliable energy source that we're all supposed to switch to? Nuclear. Right? But it's not ready the second. If you gave, if Santa, this was really interesting data that I got off of a guy in BC. If Santa Claus brought everybody an, an electric vehicle in British Columbia, poof, it's there for you. And you had bare bones home heating, like just keep your pipes from freezing home heating. Don't touch industry just private residences. They would need nine new site C dams to power them. Nine. For folks who don't know what the site C dam is, bro, it is a gigantic dam it project. It is a site to see. It is. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> so the point is, they don't Can have I... the juice to charge these things. 
Not now. Now, two's hopped in on the eight billion because it's four billion to build this thing. Eight billion. Here, here's where it gets even better. Okay, okay. if it, if that wasn't good enough of the story, here's here it gets even a little better. This massive EV battery factory will require enormous amounts of power. Go figure. So much energy, in fact, that the local coal-fired plant that will be expand will be expanded, and the life of the plant will be extended. Quoted, the demand created by the nearly 4 million square foot plant in Johnson County is expected to double that of Evergy's current largest customer in the state and require two new substation upgrades to three current substations and work on 31 miles of transmission lines, according to the outlet. Uh, the, literally, they were phasing out this coal power. So you, you're going you're going to build the batteries because you're saving the planet. Okay. Yep. yep. And they're going to build a bigger coal plant and keep it going longer because they don't have the power to do it. So it's like a... I can't well, even... And it's it's not as though they decided that they were going to you know expand a solar farm or anything like that. I would love to see Danielle Smith get up and do a press conference where she says, you know what, guys? We've heard you. You've made yourselves clear. You want more wind and solar projects. And we're going to have more wind and solar uh, manufacturing and these EVs and whatnot. And so in an effort to facilitate more of these projects, we're going to pass a law that all renewable energy manufacturing needs to be powered with renewable energy. And <laughs> gotcha. Right. <laughs> and just watch the reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this again, this is where, how is it that, uh, there's three questions that the brilliant economist, Dr. Thomas Sowell, who I highly recommend everybody read him. The man's, I got his new book. 93. I, and he put out a new book. I hope I'm doing that when I'm 93. He said, there are three questions you should always ask the next time somebody has got a bright, big government idea. Uh, at what cost? compared to what and what hard evidence do you have they don't have those three answers real lickety split probably not a good idea and if you apply that to a lot of this stuff they wind up with a lot of like shuffling shoes and not knowing where their energy is going to come from mm -hmm. you can say you want to build all the evs you want and force everybody to drive them if they can't make them go what are you doing <laughs> Perfect. Thomas Sowell for the win. <laughs> 222, no longer a force for good. Nova Scotia's Was progressive. Was he ever? <laughs> Nova Scotia's progressive conservative government is joining the joining with Ottawa to fund 222 public housing units. I can't believe they. I'm like, is somebody like? Are they just? Are they just trying to? They're suck us in they're here. They're mucking with us. I, I agree. They're public, mucking with us. Creating 222 public housing units as the province battles an ongoing shortage of affordable homes. The need is urgent with a waiting list for public housing that is close to 5,000 people, and a tent encampments in Halifax parks across a visible reminder as a visible reminder of the shortage of affordable rental units. The minister said the province is planning to begin construction next spring with the goal of housing and the I laugh because I'm like next spring like these things aren't going to be done you know and the winter's cut anyway. The first residents by 2025 and 2026 and completing construction over the next five years. 
The province will cover $58.8 million of the $83 million cost, with Ottawa providing the remaining $24.4 million for the, the energy-efficient housing. And I've stumped both Chris and you, Toos. I just I, I had an interesting thought. Uh, that works out to $374,000 per unit. Just per unit? In, in Nova Scotia. Oh, my goodness. See, in Nova Scotia. And this is just the initial announcement, right, Sean? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. things always come in on time and on budget when it comes to government. This is what I'm saying, is that these things almost always blow up uh, in their cost. And this is where we constantly, we've been saying the same thing for years. Folks, you need to cut the red tape. You need to cut down regulation. You need to stop the nimbyism. You need to allow people to build. And you need to allow construction companies to build at lower cost. So cutting the taxes on it is a really good idea. Setting up government committees and pouring tons and tons of money, government money into something to make it go usually doesn't work out. And it is neither timely nor efficient. Twos, uh, twos, Chris, I got to ask you a question before we let you out of here. Cause we, you know, this is the last headline we're going to allow Chris. Oh, we're going to get blue into after this. And then, and then we're going to allow, you know, Chris to just slowly fade off out of here. You know, you've been staring, you, you brought up Sun Media and you brought up, you know, a, a bunch of different things in regards to that. You brought up Ezra Levant and, 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 uh, Phil DeBrandt and others that were a part of that and everything else. You've been staring at this problem and how, and it's different forms for a long time. I assume when the rise of podcast came, you're like, holy crap, maybe we're getting out of this. And yes. now you see everything coming back in and you're like, nope, we're just going into a deeper hole and here we go. Uh, have you had any wins in your career where you're just like, oh, this is a win and this is in it and we're totally there and we're going to get and on and on and on? Or is this just like we're digging a slow and big old grave for a lot of us? Look at how much more prevalent the CTF has been in the last few years. Oh, yeah. Really I agree, but there's still... Like, that's, I'm just saying that's, that's a really obvious win. I yeah. agree, but in, 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 Sorry, not in to, two, not mo- in two months, you, it could be like... Yeah, so the Taxpayers Federation, uh, not to sound Pollyanna or magnanimous or whatever, the Taxpayers Federation will be fine. I mean, we've been around since 1990. That was before the internet was even a thing. Like our newsletter, I think it had like staples in it. So we'll be fine. And we have ground game people. And we we communicate with e- through email. with We have over 235,000 supporters. We communicate with them. Um, what I'm really worried about is this and the alternative media and the independent media from all sides of the political spectrum. I don't care if they agree with me or not. On the Sun News element, uh, yeah, it's pretty weird. Uh, And it was really... Sun News at its heyday was rocking it. We were covering local news and uh, local elections especially, and and in full detail, and provincial elections wall-to-wall. So that was really good. But it turned into other good things like you just described. It kind of shattered into a few pieces and then grew from there. I think we're going to beat this. I do. Um, I think this is something that the majority of people will not stand for. uh, That even if it is because of their entertainment now that they can't see. What if their entertainment is now going to be clogged up through the mix coming from Netflix or Spotify, right? And they don't care about news. But if you're messing with their shows, I think people are going to push back. And I do think we're going to get out of this mess. But folks need to speak up. But you're right. It does feel sometimes like 
first the earthquake hit and now the tsunami's coming. <laughs> there was a nice lull in between. So me or the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, CTF's doing great. We'll be fine. I'm really, really worried, though, about... But you think, this. you think uh, you know, I know you say the Canadian Taxpayers Federation will be fine. But I think some of the, like, amazing things that have happened for you have yeah. been because of all of us. And I'm not to sit here and say that we blew the crap out of it, like it blew you up. But I, uh, Tuz is looking at me like I'm kind of strange here. I don't know where you're going with this. Chris Sims is a wonderful human being that I didn't know existed <laughs> until you. March of this year. Actually, that's, that's a lie. February of this year. How many more people are like that because of... None. Not, no, no. There's lots. There's what lots. What are you talking you, you about? None. Different channels. People like Chris. Zip One it. of a kind. I, 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 I listen. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Sean. We all have a lot of time for Chris Sims. I'm saying with the the Taxpayer Federation. Think of how much they've expanded, or, or, or Holly Doan and 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 Tom Korski with Blacklocks. Yeah. By them going on different shows that are popular in our circles. Come on, like see yeah. the, the, the you could just see the ties. It's like. Everybody knows who Chris Sims is, not just because of Sean or Twos, but think of it. There's a ton of Trish Wood fans out there. There's a yep. ton of different people who all know who Chris is and think the world of what you do and the Federation, and so they push it up and they talk about it. It's if that amplified. goes away, yep. it's not like people don't have the, the emails, but now you have you lose all of this. You lose the ability. Me and Twos were joking before you came in. It's like you can take what Twos is going to say in two minutes and turn it into 20 seconds of like, holy crap, all right, let's just, okay, let's go with that. Yeah, and like if you lose that, an email isn't the same. Yeah. A, 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 like a, a tweet isn't the same. This is like special. Oh, it I would be a massive loss. That is why we are like like usually when you think of free speech, I don't think a lot of people in media think Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Why would they care? Well, we would care because it's a lot harder to hold government to account and to speak up for people if we can't speak. If we're no longer on these sort of platforms. And so this is why it's both for the organization and we like giving people a voice. We love empowering them. There's nothing I like better than hearing from a local ratepayer of like, hey, I'm mad at my city council. What should I do? Well, here's how you file a freedom of information request. Here's how you can recall them if they don't listen to you. That matters because it matters to that person and it makes a difference in their life. And if we can't share those sort of Cole's notes and tactics with people, we're going to be less of a free country. And so this is why we absolutely must keep this right. We need to be able to hear each other and share podcasts and share broadcasts and exchange ideas. I'll leave it this, I'll put it this way. For folks who are listening who just love the judgment of the current federal government and you're totally fine with them getting to pick and choose what you can see, hear, and share, okay. Are you going to feel that way if Pierre Polyver, Pierre Polyev were prime minister? Would you still feel comfortable? The answer should probably be no, because you shouldn't want the federal government to choose what you can see, hear, and share. So this is why it is critically important. But to answer your question, yeah, Sean, sometimes I feel like the pitcher hits me with the ball a little more often. <laughs> Tuz, any, tuz, any final thoughts before we let Chris out of here? All right. Uh, say hi to Franco for us. I will. And also, uh, Sean and I, when you guys did the awards show last year, we talked about it on the show, and we were speculating about how nice it would be for us to be able to present an award. <laughs> what are the options on that? 
Oh, so we're, what, we're, what I like this. I like the, let's put, let's put it, yeah. Let, what, what form do we have to, we'll fill out that form. Yeah. <laughs> you'll fill out that form. Let me fly that up the flagpole. At the very least, you guys need to come because we're now okay. doing it at a bar with a live presentation. This is no longer a canned event for the press gallery in Ottawa. This is now at a bar in Calgary with booze and food. So definitely more your natural habitat, gentlemen. <laughs> so Chris, do you want to come to Lumsden, Saskatchewan? We're doing this live show there in a couple weeks' time. I bet you you'd enjoy that. I would love it. Send me the invite. Okay, you hear that, Lumsden? Maybe Chris Sims will be in in the right. in the crowd. I want to get I want to get to a, a few of these. Yeah, he's already pulling oh, up. Here we go. Uh, I was literally listening to Trish when this show started. So uh, Darren turned off thinking critical and started listening to the mashup. So there you go. Trish. And then Sandy said, "When I wake up uh, in the morning, I check out the S and P." Drew, uh, that'd be Weatherhead, Leighton Gray, Andrew Lawton, Trish, and Rupa. I hate to imagine a work well, when I. How uh, early do you get up in the morning, lady? I can't do I'm that. I'm impressed, Sandy. She, I'm sure she's just checking out to see what they're up to. I assume. And then uh, uh, Zane said, "Chris, thanks for stopping in and raising the bar <laughs> on this fine October evening." Hmm. Um, yeah. Very well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take credit for you guys not cussing. I know it has nothing to do with it, but but two's dick cuss. Well, two, I mean, <laughs> there's there's a lady present, so we Thank need you. to. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I feel like if you go back in our interviews, Chris, I think I got you to swear once, didn't I? I feel like <laughs> I may have got you to. And I mean, she's saying no, folks. I don't know. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's I... just in the programming. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to swear on a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for stopping in and doing this. Thanks. Me and Two's got a. We, you know, it's funny, folks. You know, and we'll joke about this after she hops off. Either way, thanks for stopping in, uh, Chris. Any final thoughts before we let you out of here? Uh, just really thanking people for paying attention to this issue. I know nobody wants to listen to CRTC regulations. Like they're boring as heck. Uh, but they make them that way on purpose so that you don't pay attention. Don't let these guys do an end run around your expression. So actually speak up. All right. And uh, we'll let Chris out. Thanks again, Chris. And uh, here's the funny thing, too. Is now the headlines go from, you know, taxes but to, to Manitoba. Uh, there's a rapist in there. There's Nazis. There's cocaine. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we, we're like, okay, Chris, we'll let you out of here, and we're gonna get back to what we actually do, which is like talking about this absurdity that is the news, and certainly that's what's going on. Everything we cover is current. I, I know. I, I know I'm we just, mentioned it before, but like, this is this is just what's been happening the past week. I know. I, I'm just chuckling because we we moved around the schedule so we could have. Uh, Chris talk about some taxes and different things and of course CRTC uh, but now we get into what the rest of the mashup is about Manitoba, Manitoba takes a stab at democracy Let, let's let's start there twos I don't know where you want to obviously the Manitoba election coming up immediately um, what are your thoughts and uh, what do you want to get across uh, what do you want to talk about well it's coming up it's going to be tomorrow we're not going to cover it sadly because we should well, talk mean, about that. Uh, as this airs on the podcast, your podcast, my podcast, it will be today when people wake up. For the people live streaming with us, it's tomorrow night. And we had talked about doing a live stream to cover that. But in the meantime, or in the interim, this guy named Dr. James Lindsay is in Edmonton tonight while we record this and Calgary tomorrow. And I'll let you have at it. Yeah, and it's awesome that he's going to be in town. It's just too bad that the timing worked out so poorly i guess 
for this because we were very much looking forward to doing our second rendition of covering an election. Yeah, I just, as we talked about, and uh, I think people should know, it's just like, I think it's really important what James Lindsay's talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact that him coming to uh, Alberta and doing show, uh, you know, with two guys we know, Drew and and David, Mm -hmm. and them getting venues canceling, event break canceling, a second venue in Calgary canceling to the point where we still don't know where the show is. Right, they're going to announce a couple hours beforehand so that we it's, can go. It's a little bit cloak and dagger. It's kind of fun and interesting. This is kind of what what you'd expect in an actual communist country. So I would say if you haven't bought tickets to Calgary and you're just hearing about this, take back Alberta uh, dot ca ca dot ca. Um, you can buy them right from there. And Calgary tomorrow night, right now, we don't know where the venue is because they haven't announced. They're going to announce it a couple hours before because they keep getting it canceled. So to to me and twos, we just went, this is way too important not to go and support. And no offense to any of the Manitoba listeners out there in the election. I, I know that's important, too. This is just right in our own province. This is in twos' back door. And uh, and we want to go support the boys and make sure that there's, you know, tons of people that show up um, to a show that's been getting, like, absolutely railroaded since it got announced. Like, it's it's been pretty wild to watch. We'll cover the next Manitoban election. <laughs> okay. Well, then let's go to eye roller. Oh, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> NDP is projected at thirty-two seats. Here, here, here. I'll bring. I'll bring. I'll bring. I'll bring this up first. Okay. This is. Uh, this is from the Manitoba NDP website. It says um, a statement of principles. We wish to create a society where individuals give according to their abilities and receive according to their needs. This is Karl Marx's statement who supported communism and socialism. (laughs) Don't Mm -hmm. vote for socialism, uh, communism. And then here's here's where it sits. So the popular vote projection, it has the NDP at 47% uh, and the the progressive conservatives, the PC, at 42%. And then you scroll down and... uh, the the NDP are up 32 and the PCs are down 23 is what's projected for Manitoba. And obviously we're going to pay attention and see what ha- actually happens. So, and with the Liberals at 9%, that means that the Green Party is pulling at 0%. But they're still somehow on the list. <laughs> pulling 0%. Well, yeah, 47, 42, <laughs> it's 9. Funny, my, I know, I, I, my eyes didn't even, I don't... Like we're not a serious no, wait, country right. when 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 it's zero oh, zero dear dear me you no, know I, I I did the math on the fly and it was wrong I'm gonna hear about this from Dave later fuck sakes <laughs> move along Mo- moving along oh do you want wait 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 okay wait. do you want yeah. this as well so uh, these these are some interesting tweets you know how, you know how people love to just dig up old tweets and see what things you said that aged poorly well this is the so, criminal, so it started with literal Char- criminal leader of the NDP. So it starts with Charles Adler saying, To my Manitoba PC friends, there are much worse things in life than losing an election. Losing your honor is one of them. And then this he would know. This 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 individual said, You mean like this honorable guy? And this is where it goes. It says, uh, F, I just ran over a cat. Uh, animal remarkably calm. I'd be screaming like a uh, little B I T C H if I can we say that? Is, does it count as a swear? I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 a female dog, so I I don't know. 
if my hind legs were crushed, this is Wab Canoe. Uh, this is some of his tweets. Um, is going to so then uh, then these are some of the old tweets. Is going to wrestling class because jujitsu wasn't gay enough. Uh, we have to a saying in jujitsu it's only gay if you make eye contact. <laughs> can we can we say gay in the no swears episode? I think so. I think that's allowed. Okay. I I don't know. Apparently, I threw out an expletive when when I did the whole math thing. So I I apologize. It's been a long day. Nothing better than grappling with other large sweaty men for two hours. Wait, no, I meant to say. I don't know. I can't. I like you get the point. People can see this. Anyways, I'm like I don't know what I can say or can't say on a no swear episode, and I've been doing great to this point. I haven't I haven't dropped the I haven't dropped the ball yet. You know. Anyways. Well, what word have you been trying to say but haven't yet? Oh, the f bomb. Yeah, f bomb. Which one? Hard. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Here we are. Saw James tonight. It was great meeting. I think it was almost a full house, and I got to meet Drew. That was uh, Tanae Bardell. And uh, 282s, you swore again. Uh, oops. So um, there you go. Um, okay, Manitoba election. I guess we covered it. I don't know. I, I, we're, let's go on to Eye Roller. How's this? Eye Roller sneaks in on head bob bobbers. We'll pull this up. I'm going to... Uh, Fast forward three quarters of the way through. You, leave the sound off. Just watch the watch the guy in the back, folks. Okay. You he's he's a newfie. You can tell because the mustache. And yeah, he's just there. And I I think this is so interesting because politicians love to have the people in the background who just smile and nod and go along. There he's given that eye like, uh, what what that doesn't work. And then there it is. Oh, that's not a head bobber. He just yeah. he goes and turns to the side and goes, uh, yeah, right. He does the yeah, right face. He's like, I can't. I'm stuck here. What do I do? I can't believe I'm listening to this. Ah, uh, Kirstie Freeland. Yeah, uh, so I, I think it's interesting that you know, after all of this ongoing efforts to just vet every single person who's ever in the background of a press conference, they let this one go by where dude is not it's not as though he's totally trying to sabotage it. It's not like he's sitting there with a arms crossed, scowling, rolling his eyes constantly. He's just flabbergasted at the individual bad things that Christian Freeland says along the way. So even the vetted people are not bobbing their heads anymore. Agreed. If a rapist is hung in the forest, does anyone hear it? Here we go. Okay, the events began in February this year when the 15-year-old girl reported that the taxi driver, this is in Sweden, a taxi driver had raped her when she was 14. On March 26, a taxi driver was found, ab uh, found abandoned, covered in snow, and with the taxi meter running in a parking lot, a taxi was not a taxi driver, sorry, at an I, you know, at a nature reserve in whatever municipality north of Stockholm. I'm you used to live in Finland, and you can't just Ekapiki. And coping and, and coping. I don't know. Ugh. On April 1st, the taxi driver was found hanging from a tree 500 meters from the car. The police 
police quickly turn their attention to the now accused young people. All the young people deny the crime except for the girl who admits that she lured the man to the place, but only so that he would be beaten. According to the indictment, the girl lured the taxi driver to the scene of the murder on March 24th and kept him there until the four boys arrived. The boys had previously brought, uh, bought rope, masking clothes that were used as aids in the murder, which took place by strangulation and hanging. According to the indictment, the approach involved a painful death for the taxi driver and the murder had, according to the prosecutors, the character of an execution. This is twofold wonderful news. One, it's nice to know that there's still some beer for my horses type people out there. And two, it's very, very encouraging to know that the worst people on this planet are completely freaking stupid. To get lured like back out by just, the girl just you imagine raped. that. Well, that's that's exactly it. Like she just calls him up on the phone and says, because it's Sweden, right? So she'll just go, Oh, hello. I am the one that you raped. Would you like to go with me into the woods? And he says, Sure, what could go wrong? And just follows her to the lynching, basically. Okay, now now for the record, if if anybody listening to this is a rapist this is a total one-off if someone is trying to get you to go into the woods you should totally trust them it's probably candy related okay just just go with them it's gonna be awesome you're gonna love it okay oh boy oh boy oh boy legacy you know <laughs> what I'm just, you know, I keep coming back. I, I've been quoting Chuck now for like the last week when he goes, I didn't, you know, I didn't have this on my bingo card and I'm laughing about the, 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 the mashup lineup, right? We, we went from like the serious topics of the CRTC and trying to, trying to eliminate what you can hear in your favorite shows. And that left us with head bobbers, rapists being hung, and now legacy media are Nazi apologists, followed by cocaine barely shows up for work. Anyways, we're going to get to the cocaine. I'm just, I'm chuckling because these headlines were supposed to be spaced. Because once upon a time, me and Twos went, man, that was a somber episode. We better put a little bit of like, you know, just some humor into it. But yeah, when Chris Sims comes on 60? and takes the whole thing and moves it around, it's like you went from having a little bit of comedy, comedy and back and forth to like straight on, like rapist, Mayhem. Nazi, cocaine. Mayhem. Pangea, the 250 million, like it just, <sighs> anyways. All right. Well, legacy media or Nazi apologists. I, you know, I, technically I, the, uh, the headline should say Nazi apologist apologists. There you go. I don't Do you want me to read off any of this? Do you, well, like, I, I think that just, just a high level summary sure. of the president of, of the Ukraine. Doing. Here's Globe and Mail. The president of the Ukrainian National Federation of Canada is defending a Second World War veteran of a Nazi unit who we all know from last week as Yaroslav Hunka, but says the veterans is being treated unfairly. He says Hunka was fighting for Ukraine, not Germany, and the countries, including Canada, have cleared his division of war crimes. Quoted, if you're a soldier, doesn't mean you're a member of a certain party from the country, Klufus said Friday in a phone interview. In this case, the senior gentleman here was a soldier in his understanding fighting for Ukraine. 
And then if you go down the CBC, oh. uh, one of the things they said was Stein argued that while the Hunko affair is clearly humiliating for Canada and for Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and Ukrainian President Zelensky, personally, it might not be the worst diplomatic gaffe in Canadian history. This certainly <laughs> and then they went back and compared it to ones from the 30s. And one should... from 1975, and they they literally had to go back almost 100 years to find something equally embarrassing. And quoting, it said, This, this is certainly, not grasping at straws. This certainly should not have happened. It was deeply embarrassing, but it does not rank among the all-time hits on the Canadian hit parade. I don't think so, she said. And you're like, what the heck are you talking about? This is the hit parade. I mean, this government has the hit parade. What are we talking about here? And so Twos is uh, pointing out how they tried to lessen the blow, and there's just the Globe and Mail and CBC trying to do their best rendition of that. Yeah. Uh, the 1997 controversy involving two Israeli spies. What did they talk about? Uh, in 1935, a Canadian proposal to place oil sanctions on fascist Italy collapsed because the Canadian diplomat who proposed it failed to get the federal government buy-in. And then there was one other one in 19, a 1967 speech about Quebec separatism. But l okay? let's be clear. This let's was, be clear. This it doesn't was, hit the all-time hit parade. And they went back over 100 years, close to, and they could only find a couple that even resembled. It is the hit parade, folks. I, here's the thing. If you need to go back to 1935 to find something comparably stupid that our government has done... It means that they, <clears throat> this almost went off the rails for a third time. Okay. <laughs> so here's like, everybody's trying to say, oh, oh, the liberals are evil or, oh, the liberals are not evil for this. I don't really care if you think the liberals are good or bad or if Nazis People are, are really hanging out tonight, what Tuesday, aren't really they? What I really want to talk about is how stupid everybody is. At that big building in Ottawa is. That's the key point to take from this whole debacle with Hunke or whatever the hell his name is. Trisha yeah, Rue, but, but Trisha yeah, Rue the, says, the I was feeling I down and now I'm crying from laughing so hard. And I'm going, it is, you know, as we sit and record this, it is 1030 at night. Okay. And I was just thinking back, you know, like we got people just like they're they're still sitting here watching us two yahoos talk about cocaine and Nazis. We haven't actually and, talked about cocaine yet. You you keep. I know we're getting to it. We're getting to it. But it's in the list. It's in the list. It's in the list. And what just, I'm saying just is, just get, saying it. It, just get to it. Just get to it. What I'm saying is, is it like go back to what Chris Sims said about CBC at the news hour, and they can't get one percent of Canadians to watch it, and us two yahoos talking about cocaine. And We're not talking about cocaine and, and Nazis. We got people hanging on and they're like, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm crying at home. It's a, I got to work in the morning, but I don't want to go to bed just yet because I can't figure out what you two. Because you're not are still talking say. about the cocaine. Can we cocaine cocaine in barely episode? shows up to work. Here we go. The prime minister's office dismissed comments from a former Indian diplomat who says there's a credible rumor that Justin Trudeau's plane was full of cocaine during a recent GT G20 uh, meeting in New Delhi. Okay. Deepak Votra, Vora, a uh, former Indian ambassador to Sudan, made the accusation Monday on Indian television. Okay, in a statement to the PMO, the PMO de denied the substantiated claim. 
Quote it. This is absolutely false. This is Trudeau. And a troubling example of how disinformation can make its way into media reporting. Vora, that just makes me believe it. Meanwhile, criticized Absolutely. Trudeau for having little knowledge of international relations and said he behaves like a small child. Quoted, when Justin Trudeau came accurate. to India for the GT, G20 uh, this month, his plane was full of cocaine. Uh, he said on a, a debate show hosted by journalist Deepak uh, Charazia on Z News. He did not come out of his room for two days. My wife saw him at the Delhi airport and said that Trudeau looked depressed and stressed. We don't know the reason. I don't know the reality. But some, but social media and some credible rumors suggest that his plane was full of cocaine. And then he was finally quoted saying he has become lonely. He is now trying to show that he is a Canadian Rambo and nothing can go wrong in his presence. India has done the right thing by suspending visa services in Canada. That is an yeah. outspoken guy in India. Yeah. So, again, with India questionably covering things accurately... And then the sun picked this up. And while on the one hand, I think it's generally irresponsible for journalists to just say, hey, here's a rumor. On the other hand, experts say has been in far too many headlines lately. So unsubstantiated malarkey has become the gold standard of Canadian journalism. And so I don't see why it can't be an article going the other way on any of this. The other thing is, is didn't it seem weird that his plane got held up for a day and then they said, OK, well, we'll fly another plane out to get it. And he said, no, 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 that's fine. And then. The Indian right. said and then the Indian said, well, we will just fly. you. We are sick of your your back half and we would love to just have you leave and don't let the airplane hit it on the way out. OK. And they, so they put the offer out to him and he said, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm going to stick around, which says potentially either a, he's holed up in his hotel room, like Johnny Depp in the nineties, B his plane is held up because it's being cleared of cocaine. C both. This is the kind of stuff you'd expect from Hunter Biden. Well, we, we all know somebody who's been separated, divorced, going through that. And if the guy usually goes on a bit of a tear, right? And what I mean by that is they usually have too many sociables and, you know, they, they, you know they're trying to. And Trudeau is going through a separation, a divorce. Mm -hmm. He's off to a new country. He's feeling, you know, like maybe I should let loose a little bit. So he mm -hmm. packs his, his jet full of cocaine. Yeah, yeah, he just goes straight. And then he gets perfect. stranded in India, and he's and like, then oh, he's, no, no, he's, no, don't come in the plane. Well, it's good. We're good. So, We're good here. Yeah, it's it's all just pure Scarface. He's got the cocaine all loaded up, and he's hoping to meet some pretty girl over there, and he can say, say hello to my little friend. Hope they don't shit on you, Bubbles. Shit on who? Shit hawks. Big, dirty shit hawks. I don't know. It felt good. It felt good. Sometimes you just got to go with the twos. We only have 250 million years to stop CO2 emissions, okay? The mm -hmm. form formation of a new supercontinent could wipe out humans and other animals. Ooh. Could wipe out, wipe out humans and other animals, mammals, still alive in 250 mil million years. I'm going to say that again. This is CTV news, okay? This is CTV news. This is what... 
we paid for this article. I know. This is... Uh, I don't even... I couldn't even... I read the opening line, and I wanted to literally punch myself in the face for you should even do that. reading this. You should do I that. I know you'd like that. The formation of a new supercontinent could wipe out humans and all other animals. Still animals? alive. That's right. I'm so angry. I can't even. I can't even pronounce mammals. Still alive in 250 million years. Not 250 years. Not in 250 thousand years. 250 million years. They have predicted. Researchers have predicted this. Using Sean, the first ever supercomputer climate models of the distant future. Scientists from the university. They used of the British first ever supercomputer to come up with this. That thing was built in the 70s. Who writes this crap? Now you're going to have know. Greta Thunberg going out on Twitter I don't even, and saying, I, I, Greta Thunberg's going to be saying, we only have 249 million years to solve climate change. And then at 251 million years, she's going to delete the post. <sighs> Canadian polls are garbage. I don't care about this. I, I, I'm so done with it. I can't believe that's on CTV. 250 million years. <sighs> okay. Canadian polls are garbage. Where do you want to go? I... I'm 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 choking on my own rage here. Do you want right, this? So, Ecos Research, uh, led by Frank Graves, did a survey, and they wanted to see vote intentions, and then they asked you to look at these four statements and say how true or false you think they are. And the four and statements being uh, Canada's economic growth lags well behind the G7 average. Vaccine-related deaths are being concealed from the public. The right to bear arms is guaranteed in Canada's constitution. And climate change is caused by greenhouse gas emissions. These four statements are custom-tailored to uh, one sp very specific side of the political argument. You don't have things like the carbon tax will give you back more than you pay into it in this, Right. You don't have you don't have liberal talking points in this that are verifiably malarkey. Okay, this is specifically set up to try and discredit conservative voters. And furthermore, one of these things which he says is definitely not true is vaccine-related deaths are being concealed from the public. If they were being concealed from the public, how would you know that? It's one that you can't you can't possibly say whether it's true or not, because if it was true, you wouldn't know. I think conservative voters don't give a crap. It's just like, you know what? Take your poll and shove it. Nobody cares. Take yeah. a look around at Canada and shove, see what's going on, man. That poll, take that poll and a real poll and. Can we do happy news? I don't Let's know. Do Can we? Can Let's we? Let's do. We, we're we're just gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna stare at a tarantula that uh, you know. Uh, and, and I wow, of course, Sean, you knocked off your own screen here. I got it coming. I got it coming. Here we go. Okay, here is a tarantula that was discovered, and they they auctioned off or put a bidding war on, and the money went to charity. And this is the spider that uh, was found. Okay, it's blue and purple. Mm -hmm. which are very rare if anybody is uh not a podiatrist what's the uh what's the butterfly one anyway lepidopterist 
if anybody's a lepidopterist out there, they will know how incredibly rare blue coloring is because it's not something that exists in the animals can't create it themselves with refraction. It's an actual part of the structure. It's a little bit different how, how they get that. So this thing is there you go. fancy, new and different. And you can see him celebrating being discovered. And he's called a Trilobrachis nata icarum. I don't know if that's right, but you kind of get the point. Mm-hmm. Mashup 75. But, well, to... I, I was just kidding. No, 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 no. Okay. So no, whenever no, no, things get discovered. Okay. 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 Folks. They've got to go into the kingdom phylum genus species and whatever the other couple are. And so the genus and species, you know, whoever discovers it gets to, well, definitely the species, but some also sometimes the genus. It's why there's that Steve Irwin Irwin um, thing that got discovered a little while ago. I think one of them got named after Nickelback too at some point. You could just name, if you discover it, you can name it whatever you want. It's funny how they make a tarantula. Like it's kind of cool, except that is a giant freaking spider that is blue. How do you know that it's got nothing for scale? That could be. That could just be zoomed way the hell in. It could be tiny. True. True. Right. Okay. But this this is cool. I'm just saying it's a giant tarant. It's a it's a freaking spider, tiny or big. Nobody loves spiders, even if it looks cool. You know that little colorful little bugger is probably knock you dead in one little go at you. Right. Like tarantulas aren't venomous. I who knows. Who knows? No, they aren't. Who knows? Have you seen this one before? This is brand new species. Maybe this is the first one. Maybe it's it's somehow got that talent. It's got blue on it for Pete's sake. Being venomous isn't a talent. Although, to be fair, uh, animals in nature tend to get really bright colors when they are venomous or poisonous. Or actually, I think it's when they're poisonous to deter predators from eating them. Okay, but the point is, is that the species name is up for grabs. And so you could actually get this and name it whatever the heck you want. You could name it the Bodie McBoat face. And I think that's pretty cool because the money's going to charity. Okay. Mashup 75 in the books. I know, folks, I took too long with Chris Sims, but I think it was really important. I don't think this is our longest one by far. By far. And I, other than, other than uh, Festivus. Set oh, Festivus, yeah. I think yeah, we that, did about two hours. I just think it's really important that if you like what we're doing, you listen, to, go back and you listen to what Chris Sims was saying about, you know, like, like get on, get and on. And if your... you like what we're doing, share it with somebody. That too. And if you're anywhere near Lumsden, uh, Bradwall. With Bradwell, uh, which is right next to Clavette, which is, it is well just or outside wall? of, it's well. I, I've corrected you on it like six times. Is it Bradwall Brad is the premier. Brad okay. Well. Dang it, he is right, folks. Brad Well. Oh, yeah, okay. You you obviously don't have much of an infinity for this. Yeah, you know, I I'm not much of a got a much of infinity for this at all. No, not at all. Okay. So Clavette's just outside of Saskatoon. So this is right in the neighborhood of everybody in and around there. And Brad Well in the middle of nowhere. Man, whoops. Brad Well, Saskatchewan. I wonder how many people are looking for Brad Wall, Saskatchewan right now, and all they find is Brad Wall. <laughs> Whoopsie! Anyways, uh, uh, tomorrow night, Calgary, me and twos are going to be at James Lindsay. So uh, if uh, if you're going to that, if you're hearing it tonight or tomorrow morning, uh, hit me up. I'm going to be in Calgary. And me and twos, I believe, are meeting somewhere beforehand. Yes, twos? Not that I'm aware of. I've got twos. dinner plans. Oh, you got dinner plans, dude. You're not meeting up with me? 
I imagine I'll probably run into you there. A I'll, tear. If I see you, I'll wave. A tear. Hey, folks, he's got dinner plans. He's not, you know, his dinner plans aren't with me. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm okay. going to be going with somebody far prettier. Well, F me. All right. I see how it is. Um, well, that's a fair point, though. Okay. Movie night, uh, City Church, Lloyd Minster. They've been uh, trying to get sales out to people. Church Under Fire is going to be shown uh, by the Shine Christian Academy here in Lloyd Minster. Canada's War on Christianity, the story of a congregations and their pastors who defended, uh, defied COVID-19 lockdowns. Tickets are $20 a person, showing October 13th. That's coming up awfully fast. Contact Deanna Franklin for tickets at 306-821-2222. That's right. And, of course, James Lindsay tomorrow. And in James Calgary. Lindsay get your tickets. tonight, you or if you're it. sitting here listening to us still. It's, uh, it's already happened if you're in Edmonton. That's right. And, um, yeah, 75 in the books that, uh, you know, we're closing in on two hours. But uh, the first bit, Chris Sims, much needed to be heard about what's going on here today. And, uh, and she people. killed it. It's, yeah. it's yeah. As right. always. 75. Folks, we will let you go, and uh, we will uh, see you guys next week, and possibly next. tomorrow, and possibly tomorrow. Just not for not for supper because Tuesday's got dinner plans. Hey, eh? unbelievable! It is what it is. <laughs>